Welcome to the Warrior Mama podcast, as we learn how to apply God's Word to our lives in motherhood, finding in big and small ways that the truth of the gospel applies not just to our lives as moms, but also to our children's lives, so that as we stand anchored in Him, we mother confidently with our hearts at rest. I'm so glad you're joining me today at the kitchen table. Welcome back to the kitchen table. We are just beginning our summer series in the last couple of weeks on breaking down ideas that we have about motherhood and that we have about our faith, about what the Word of God says, and actually building up to understand what God's Word truly says. And then we're going to, from this anchoring point, from this foundation on solid ground. Remember, we've been talking about Matthew 7, where Jesus says, build your house on the rock, build your house on the word that doesn't change. So we're going to go into these arenas, into these spaces, and we're going to actually find what does God's word say about this. And we're going to build our motherhood house, and we're going to build our faith house, our journey with Jesus house on his word, not on what just is commonplace, what everybody talks about, because there are so many places in motherhood that I've found that I just had heard something so often in my life and it sounded good, but it wasn't God's. And there were other places where it is God's truth, but I had never had it actually set in the word of God. And so I couldn't really defend why I did what I did or why I believed what I believed. So we are standing on the word over this summer, looking at how to build our lives on the word of God. So this week, we are going to be talking about this idea of when our thoughts condemn us. When we have these thoughts that come against us, how do we discern our thoughts? How do we know that what we're thinking is something that God is driving and he wants to bring us into a new understanding or bring us to repentance or bring us into a deeper walk with him? Like, how do we know when it's God speaking to us? And how do we know when it is just condemnation, intrusive thought patterns, just criticism that maybe you speak inside of your own head to yourself? How can we discern the difference when our thoughts condemn us? We are going to be pushing this through a lens of the truth of who the Holy Spirit is versus who our enemy is. Because when we begin to understand that this is a battleground, our mind is a battleground, then once we understand that one truth, then we can actually gird up and put the armor of God on and understand why the armor of God is even talked about the way it is in Ephesians 6. And in terms of our mind, we begin to understand why 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 says, you have divine power to conquer these strongholds that come against your mind. Because, my friend, you do have divine power 
if you are walking with Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God then resides inside of your life, and you know that from Ephesians 1, that you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's whole role is to walk with you, to teach you, to counsel you, and to lead you into truth. That is his role. And you have been given him fully, not halfway, fully. You know, we spend a lot of time inside of the course, Resetting Your Mind and Motherhood, on this truth. We spend an entire week beginning to understand our thoughts around what happens when Jesus saves us. So when we understand what the gospel is actually all about, we spend an entire week just unpacking that. To some of you, you're like, oh, now I understand it. I promise you, anchoring in God's word will make it come alive in the very moments when you need it most. We spend time inside of resetting your mind and motherhood, going through these truths because they are of utmost importance. Today, we're going to go through it very quickly, and we're going to do kind of like a light dose. This is like your first touch with understanding when your thoughts are condemning you, how do you respond? How do you react? How do you have discernment? but we take it to a deeper level inside the course. And I am telling you with every kind older sister bone in my body, you need to be inside of the course because it's not just for you. You see, the only way to have the language you need to talk to your child when your child is being absolutely beset and assaulted with, they're not good enough. They can't do it. They're the worst. They will never stop doing When they're being assaulted by those thoughts, you need to have the right language to lead them to understand and have the discernment to understand spirit language from enemy language. So today we're going to dive in. We're going to quickly establish one truth, which is you have an enemy. And he is an enemy who hunts and prowls and looks to destroy you. It's his whole intent. You see, the moment that he knew that you are saved. Your eternity is no longer an option for him. He cannot impact your eternity with Jesus, but he can impact your life here on earth. And he pursues that with full malicious intent. And it says so in the word over and over. It calls him the accuser of the brethren. In Revelation twelve ten, God says this. He says, I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And actually that terminology for accuser is also used in the Old Testament. And then in 1 Peter, Peter likens him to a prowling lion looking to destroy and to devour. You see, the enemy's not playing on a polite battlefield. He is playing for your utter destruction, and he will do it in any way, shape, or form he can. Also, our enemy has been around since the beginning of time, and he knows the way people think, and he knows the way women think, and he specifically knows the way mothers think. So he knows the lies that he can whisper to you that are the most believable, not just because you're a mom, but then he's also studied you. He knows what you're going to believe versus what I'm going to believe. And they're different. 
if we were sitting at this table for real, and I would begin to say, you know, this, I, I hear this lie a lot. Let me, let me tell you a couple that I hear because I think that maybe will help. A lot of times I hear the lie, you're not doing this good enough, Bethany. And then I hear this one a lot. I used to hear this one a lot more than I hear now because 2 Corinthians 10 through through 5, it is no longer a stronghold in my life. But the lie is what you're doing will mess your kids up. What you did today could really screw them up in the long term. You better be really worried about how you interacted with that one. See, those lies used to lay me flat and at night, I would just be torn up with the thoughts of what I did that day. But 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 gives us a clear promise, a clear picture that we need to understand and stand in, which is this. He says, For though we walk in the flesh, meaning we walk around in this world, we are not waging war according to the flesh. So you and I aren't out there trying to throw punches at an enemy or even the, you know, the maybe the flesh of somebody who's coming against us speaking things. You see, for me, the lies typically are more lies that flood my own mind, but some of us have lies that are spoken over us from other people. Or maybe they echo in our brain because they were spoken over to us long ago. And we, may, we feel like if we could just punch that person, get that person to shut up, it would be better. But I'm just telling you that, and what Paul says here is he goes, we're not waging war according to the flesh. It's not that person you need to wage war against. But the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. We go into depth in the course about what that passage of Scripture means. And when you walk away from that understanding, you that that those words will come alive to you in a way I can't make come alive right now in this 30-minute time that we have sitting together. But I want you to know something. The enemy will groove paths or tracks in your mind. And his first lie will link to a second lie, will link to a third lie. And suddenly you're way down this path of a thought that has taken hold in your mind and is convincing you of whatever it may be. There are women I counsel and the lies that they believe convince them to withdraw just to remove themselves emotionally from the situation with their children that it's, it's better if you do, it's better if you just step back, it's better if they sort this out with the world, it's better... That's one. You know, other women I interact with talk about, I mean, they just are operating from this place of defeat, believing that they have wrecked it all already and they're never going to get it right. And I don't know what the lies are that you believe. And I don't know how they hit you. Some women I know, they get hit all day long. I personally, I am the most vulnerable to the lies in my head when I lay down at night and go to bed. And I just, I tend to replay my day. And it has to be a place of warfare for me because I will replay a situation or a scenario with a child and that is fine. But what happens next is I begin to hear these condemning thoughts about what happened in that scenario or what should have happened, what would have been better to have done. 
what would have been wiser, what would have been kinder. And that is the warfare battle that I have to then engage in. So let's break apart what it means to understand a condemning thought from a convicting thought. Because we will have thoughts that will bring us to a place of regret or sadness over maybe what has happened that day. That happens. We mess up. I mess up every single day, multiple times a day. Should get my children on here one time just for an episode where all they can do is just bust on mom and tell all of y'all all the places that I am not what they would love to have as a mom. You know, we all have the ideal mom, and our mom typically would fall short of that, right? Because we are sinners, and we aren't Jesus, and we aren't God. But as we're walking with God, as we're learning from Jesus, allowing him to change us, and as we are listening to the Holy Spirit, he also will bring us the awareness that that moment in time today over the kitchen table or when we were driving in the car and what we said was not kind, was not patient. That initial replay of your day, that is not the problem. You see, though, understanding conviction helps us know that our conviction will lead to healing, will lead to repentance, and will ultimately lead to joy. That is the work of the Holy Spirit in that moment as I replay my day. But what also happens is I am assaulted at the very same time with condemning thoughts. And these thoughts also lead me to be sad or grieve over a moment in my day. Same feeling. The feeling is the same. But the thoughts will lead to shame to defeat, and ultimately to death. Now, what is that death? That death is death of a relationship. You know, not wanting to bring any sort of healing to it. 2 Corinthians 7.10 says it this way. Paul says, For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. You see, when we grieve, we need to understand who we're listening to in that moment and what they're calling us to. One will call us to root deeper in Christ and in the Word. One will cause us to forget the Word, to forget the Gospel. So we have to be discerning. So let's talk about the difference. Over in the course, we give, her, give you this beautiful, very in-depth template about the difference between these two. But for today, we're going to run through these differences, and I am going to lay them side by side for you. Because what I want you to be able to do is to be able to see these characteristic differences. And then later today... Maybe tonight, probably today for most everybody listening, this will happen. 
And in that moment, I want you to draw back into your mind, wait a minute, is this conviction or is this condemnation? So let's get started. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit. It is designed to counsel, to teach, to guide, and to lead you. And it is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Condemnation is from the enemy himself. It is from Satan. Your own mind can condemn you. Satan will join right in. So your flesh can condemn you, and your enemy can condemn you. Conviction is hopeful. It is hopeful. In the convicting voice of the Holy Spirit, He will speak to you, leading you to a solution of repentance with forgiveness. Condemnation will speak to you that it is hopeless, that you are stuck here and you will not change. So understand when you hear a voice speaking to you, one of the goals of this whole podcast today is for you to understand the voice of the Holy Spirit for you, what he sounds like, what he speaks of, how he roots you in his word. And so you need to know that one will offer you a solution, and that solution promises forgiveness with repentance, and it leads to joy. And the other says you will never change. You are stuck here. There is no hope for you. You should quit. The voice of the Holy Spirit who convicts us, his voice is very specific. His words are very clear. He is not painting you with a brush of broad cruelty, for instance. Instead, he says that word you spoke to that child was unkind. You see, his voice doesn't say you are the meanest mother that ever has been. He says, you are unkind in this moment with this child. It is a specific, clear moment that he speaks of. However, the enemy of your soul will condemn you with the broad brush of a hazy, unclear, unspecific word. He will say to you, you are simply the worst. You simply can never get that right. It is with broad, generalizing verbiage that he will say these words to you. The Holy Spirit will always point you to Jesus. So he will pivot you back to the one who can change you, number one, to the example we are to follow, number two, and to the hope that came to rescue you. He will speak to you of his rescuing power. That's what the Holy Spirit will speak to you of in that moment. So he will specifically identify your unkind moment. And he will say, but there is one who has always been kind. And he will help you be kind. And he came for you because he knew you could never be kind. And his name is Jesus. You see, that's the voice of the Holy Spirit. The voice of your enemy will point you to yourself. You better start being kind. You better fix this and stop talking so ugly to your child. You always talk ugly to your child. You're, you're never, you never talk like somebody else talks. You'll probably never change. You see, that's the voice of an enemy speaking to you. The voice of the conviction that follows the Holy Spirit 
will always tell you you are worthy even in the wreckage that you have done that day. You see, my friend, you are worthy not because you bring anything to the table for worthiness. That is the gospel for you. We spend so much time in this course talking about that because so many moms cannot believe that God's mercy meets all of their mistakes. But I am telling you, the voice of the Holy Spirit will declare to you, you are worthy despite the wreckage that you sit in. But you're not worthy because you bring anything. You're worthy because Jesus declares you are worthy because he has come for you. But the enemy of your soul totally agrees that you're worthless. Totally tells you you're no good. You amount to nothing. Again, we've said it, but the convicting word of the Holy Spirit will bring you joy because of repentance. You see, when you repent in that moment, you receive forgiveness. And that forgiveness offers a moment for you to walk into joy. Joy is simply the recognition of God's grace. It will light our souls on fire with happiness in that moment because we know we're not worthy, and yet Jesus says we're worthy. But the enemy, he wants you to be loaded with shame, cowering under the sorrow and the guilt of all you've done wrong. One is about Christ's work for you, and one is about your work, and you better get it right. You see... The Holy Spirit will declare your identity is in Christ. So he identifies your sin. They're separate from you. You have sin. You're a redeemed child of God. They're different. The enemy of your soul attacks your personhood. He says it is you. You are your sin. One, you will be called to be like Christ. With conviction, you're being called to be like Jesus. With condemnation, you are being compared to others, and you will be found lacking. You see, we can never compare to everybody else. We'll never measure up to anybody. We're all different. And the enemy knows that, and so he loves to play the comparison game. The Holy Spirit will always speak to your future. So in that moment, with that unkind moment he's highlighting, he is speaking to your future, saying, you are my child I have come to rescue you, and I will change you. I will be growing, and I am at work growing kindness in you, my daughter. Repent. Stay with me. Keep your eyes on me. I will help you be kinder tomorrow than you were today. But it is not you doing the kind work. It is the Holy Spirit growing it in you. It is his fruit. However, the enemy of your soul, he will constantly bring up your past. So if when you lay down at night, all you hear is how you did it before and you did it then and you've always done that and you're never going to change and you're always stuck. Remember when you did it four years ago? That was the worst. I need you to know that as the voice of the condemner. He is the accuser of your soul and he hates you. And he is not offering you any future. You see, the voice of the Holy Spirit is gentle. It is loving and it is kind. The voice of the enemy wants to induce fear in you. He wants you to be afraid. Not so much of him in that moment, but afraid of the future, afraid of your mess-ups, and afraid of what you might possibly do next. And finally, with the Holy Spirit, your confessed sin is fully 
forgiven. It is finished. You see, Jesus said that on the cross because it is done at the cross. 2,000 years ago, your sin, this sin, this one that you just did, is forgiven. It's finished. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far he's removed it from you. He invites you in to walk a repentant walk with him. But there is not self-flagellation where you need to constantly be confessing that same sin over and over. So sorry I did that. Oh, yeah, I'm remembering it again. So sorry I did it. I want you to understand repeated remembering of something that you did wrong after you've repented for it is an accusation from a condemning enemy. Because to the Holy Spirit, it is finished. But you see, your enemy wants to convince you that your sin is not fully forgiven, that it's not finished, and that you should walk afraid. These are truly two different ways of talking to us. Yet so often, we begin to allow one voice to be louder than the other, to have more weight than the other. And most often when I talk to other women and personally for myself over many years, I have allowed the weight of the enemy's voice to be heavier in my ear, to ring more true. And until I bring it back to these truths and I sit there and I go, what am I hearing? And I say, oh my goodness, it's not specific. It's not offering me a clear way out. It's not reminding me of my identity in Christ. It's not speaking to me of a future, offering me forgiveness, enveloping me in love. It is not a good, kind voice. When I begin to analyze that moment, then I can discern the voice of God. And that is what we have to do. Before we can step into what we're about to step into this summer, understanding all these different concepts about tantrums and helping our kids get along and having conversations of grace or not doing, you know, because what's going to happen is any one of these topics we talk about, (laughs) if you don't understand the voice of God versus the voice of the enemy, you're going to feel condemnation. Because I've never done all of these topics right. I've messed them all up that we're going to talk about this summer. And so, I am fodder for an enemy who just wants to go hunting in my land if I'm not careful, if I'm not anchored down into his word and standing strong in truth, I'm in trouble. And you are too. So you need to know these truths before we get going. You are the redeemed daughter of a king who loves you and he sent his son to rescue you. And he has not left you alone. He has given you the Holy Spirit to walk with you every day in this purpose that he has called you to, which is motherhood. And he has chosen the children that he has put into your home. And he knows exactly what's going to happen today. He's going to, and he knows exactly how you're going to mess it up. He also knows how he plans to invest in your life and change you and make you more like him. The closer you walk to him with your eyes fully on him, engaged to what his voice has to say about you. I promise you this, my friend. It is true. If you are wrestling with any of these spaces, I, I implore you to get into resetting your mind in motherhood. Right now, we are offering a discount. If you grab two of your friends, you get it for over 25% off. Brings it down into the mid-30s. It is a six-week course that will change your motherhood, but it will change your life because this is just the gospel. This isn't just for motherhood. 
We're just putting it inside of the language of motherhood because for most of us, we cannot get our motherhood to connect with the gospel. We can't figure it out. So we have to connect them and marry them. And then we find amazing freedom and joy in walking with our kids because we're not rocked by all the thoughts the enemy wants to just kill us with about how we're not doing it right. I am for you. I am, I am praying for you and I am wanting you to know more than anything else that you are loved by the God of this universe intimately and specifically. And he wants you to walk free. As always, I love getting your comments. I love seeing who is listening. Shout out to Anchorage, Alaska, to Greece, to Germany, listeners in Germany, to the listeners out on. I love seeing there's so many listeners out in Oregon and in the state of Washington these days and Texas and Arkansas. Y'all are rocking it. I love seeing these states come in that I'm like, I don't even know anybody in these states. So I just want you to know that I am praying for you specifically. I can see different places, not specifics, but I can see places where God is at work. And I know that these truths are truths that you need to have. And so I am praying for you that as you listen and as you grab a friend and you say, hey, we need to do this together or you need to listen to this podcast with me or, hey, go listen to this because it's changing my motherhood. I want you to know I am praying for that for you because more than anything, I'm praying that Jesus will set you free. Thanks for joining me today at the kitchen table. Thanks for listening this week to the Warrior Mama podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support other Warrior Mamas, I'll tell you that one of the best ways that you can do is you can just share this podcast with your friends. You know, sometimes we love to talk about the things we like the most for our face, for our life, for our kids. Can I tell you that it would be a great blessing to begin to share with other moms the things that God is teaching you and the ways that He is growing you in Him. Our prayer over here at the Warrior Mama Podcast is that this podcast is something that does that for you in your life. So feel free to share it with your friends, post about it on social media, and of course, leave a rating and a review. I love seeing what God is doing in your lives. And I look forward to sitting with you at the kitchen table again next week.